Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd culture, movies, games, comics, arts, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. As always, you have your host, Tony, with my boy, Nix. Hello, 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 people. People. Hola, gentes. <laughs> How you doing, bro? I'm doing amazing, bro. Ah, oh, man. It was a good week this week. Really? Yes. Before me. Huh? Before me, tell me why. Well, we're going to, on our other segment, well, we, me and my wife went out to this uh, restaurant that I really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was good. We, we, it was a real chill weekend. Most, the most chill weekend I've ever had in a while. We did a lot. Like, it's funny because I, I didn't do any of my normal routine stuff, which kind of threw me off. Actually, this Monday, I felt terrible. Um, but I felt like I did a lot of other things. Yeah, you upgraded your... Uh, yeah, your I have an official movie room now. Official movie room, Which yeah. is still my bedroom, but still yeah. to the movie room. Um, we did. We got to really play the blockbuster game that I we got to we, we bought. I bought last week. Oh, yeah, I also bought. Um, we bought. Me and my wife bought a uh, Harry Potter, Hogwarts battle, uh, co op, cooperative deck building game. It was a mouthful, but deck building. Yeah. So if uh, me and Nick play a lot of board games, so legendary, we play legendary. I don't. Oh, the the the, the Marvel, Marvel game. Okay. It just take the same concept, mm-hmm. but Harry Potter. So you got to basically pick your heroes to and your villains to play missions. Yeah. So the, here's the great part about it. Mm-hmm. And we haven't played it yet because we were trying to plan a game night for it. And I think if we do, we're mm-hmm. going to have Harry Potter movies playing in the background. And uh, we all dressed up themed as Harry Potter. But with the. With I'm going to wear the, my child's one. Okay. The ch- the, my child's Harry Potter outfit. Which is it? Which was what? I, I, I was hoping you catch the reference. No. Yeah. It was a scene from Yes Man. Oh. <laughs> he couldn't get an adult Harry Potter outfit, so he ended up getting a child's outfit to work for the party. And sorry. Continue, continue. So yeah, so the um what's great about it is that there are seven different games in it. Like in, in reference to the movies. Okay. So if you play game one, a lot of the references are from the first movie. We play game two is the second movie, and mm-hmm. you upgrade to every chapter or every movie or game rules and mm-hmm. each one is like different villains and different scenarios that all reference that movie now if i watch the movies and not let's say not read the books will i know all the characters if you haven't read the movies or the book no 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 no, no. okay so i know obviously the book has more expense explanation no, th- of who is, people are this is more but the movie will show you a random person and they will never name them so like that's what I'm saying. Does the does the game in, like have full names of well, people? I've never played that are not particularly it, so referenced. I can't tell oh, you. I, okay. I was just curious. <laughs> All I know is they were more heavily based on the movie than the book. Okay. The game is. So a lot of the references are I've, I'm feeling is going to be memorable moments mm-hmm. or things that are more obvious mm-hmm. than very little nuanced characters in the movie. Okay. That will that will come through. But I'm excited to play. Uh, I'm we're, I'm slowly building my gaming board game collection of like different games that to play, and Legendary was the last one that I bought. This one I, I got a great deal at, at our uh, Steven Tyler's uh, liquidation warehouse. Oh wow! Oh yeah, you went in there. Yeah, we were we were driving around for something. Did they change their the way that their store is now? Because I felt like they they changed it based on you know all the policies, social distance stuff like that. Because obviously, if anybody's unaware of it. 
Um, they're basically just a random warehouse where they get boxes and you just, that's basically it. it. They're a liquidation store. It, it, yeah. They're, they're liquidation store if you never, yeah. So, uh, off the truck store. They, they do, uh, have like each lane has a certain pathway. So you could, oh, okay. it, it, on the floor, it tells you which way to walk through. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know how to, so I, I, the reason I even thought about all that is because I saw a picture of the outside now and it looks like. It's more bigger, like a warehouse opening, and they have like the plastics yeah, covering so, the doors. Yeah, but once you go in, they they're more. Uh, they have the pathways of which they're way very to walk. But do people really follow it? I do, but most of the people they were just walking everywhere. But luckily enough, when we weren't there, there was only like three people besides the employees. So yeah. it's big enough for me to walk around and keep social distance. I just I was just curious just because, like I said, I saw pictures of the outside for some reason. I was like. They looked like they altered it, uh, yeah, to fit to fit everything. They they did move a lot of things around, and I think they're still moving things around mm-hmm. to accommodate. Mm-hmm. But let's get on to some news. Talk to me. All right, so DC Universe mm-hmm. or the DC DC Universe um, s- a streaming service. Okay. The they ended their yearly subscriptions. Why? Um, they have announced it, but if you go to the website, they're only keeping the seven ninety nine month to month subscription base. So there's a lot of things that's coming from it is because one, they have a deal with HBO Max. So they. But here's one thing that threw me off. So I got HBO Max. I mean, it wasn't my selling point, but it was definitely a bonus. Yeah. That DC was included, but I thought it meant DC everything. No. No, like. Didn't have, I mean, it has uh, um, Doom Patrol. It has Doom Patrol, but I don't think it has Teen Titans. Um, it doesn't have all the other movies or, or animated movies or all everything. So I was hoping to watch, especially because I'm a huge fan of the Harley Quinn cartoon. The animated one. Yeah, it's not included that I know of. Um, no, so it's, it's selective. It's selective what's included um, in in the, in the HBO Max. So, yeah, yeah. So that's what it, what it falls into. The... They're looking at the model because what they're noticing is that they are slowly losing a fan base in the streaming sector mm-hmm. of it because you have um, H. They have their their, their work with their uh, connection. They, with H- they license their stuff out to, to HBO Max right now. Well, I'm, I'm guessing they, oh, yeah. they, they license other things. Out to, yeah, uh, so other so this is how it works. So what they have with hbo max is that they have a lot of animated movies okay a bunch of uh, more of the popular ones than the newer ones uh they have doom patrol which premiered the second season premiered on hbo max than on the dc streaming okay um star girl which is the it was a new show that just started um, for hbo max no for dc universe okay ended there and they left to the CW to go into the Arrowverse. Oh, okay. So what they're doing now, they're noticing is the only flagship show that they have that started with them was Teen Times, which is going on season three. But now they're moving a lot of their movies onto HBO Max, like how they have Justice League and how they're going to do the Snyder Cut of yeah. Justice League on HBO Max, not on the DC network. They, they are moving... Um, like the Harley Quinn movie is going to be premiered on HBO Max, then on the DC Universe's streaming service. So they're looking into, I guess, they so still transferring have, to allowing their streaming service to be through HBO Max. I guess 
through HBO Max and maybe through other venues, but they are looking into how they could incorporate. Because I think with the DC Universe, I think you do end up subscribing to the digital content of like comic books, if I'm not mistaken, with it. So I think they're incorporating into that realm also. So you still get your digital or they're they were in talks about moving it into maybe a different sector separate from it because they're losing because now everything's being spread out so thin they were like what's the point but that was them. that's on them because i mean marvel did a great job marvel pulled everything think about it. they pulled they pulled all their, their stuff from netflix including the netflix original shows that were based on marvel characters they pulled all that yeah i mean i'm not I'm not 100% sure if that's what the main reason that you don't see them anymore on there, but that's what it seemed like. Um, so you, if you they want Marvel they content... Yeah, it's all on Disney+. Plus. Exactly, but then then DC, DC has so spread out where it's like you said, like you have the cart animated movies, which a lot of them actually are, are on Amazon Prime, I believe. Yeah. The, the, the Amazon, their, their uh, DC uh, cartoons, um, and they obviously have their, their, their own TV shows on their own streaming network. Um, then they have the movies, like you said, HBO, but then they have like the TV shows aside from the ones that they created for the DC, uh, yeah. streaming service, like the Arrowverse is still with WB. So it's like, yeah, it's very separated. So it's hard to say, like if they was just, if that was the only place you can get any DC content, ad- content, that would have been fine. It would have been, it would have been, it would been gold, were, but they were spread too thin now to the point they're like, yeah, like they, they can't go anywhere. The the only smart thing that well it wasn't smart because Marvel got purchased by Disney mm. and Disney just funneled everything onto one platform. Well, not that. just one platform. I don't, I don't know if you know this. So uh, Disney, uh, we discussed this too before. I think Disney has a has a has a, uh, an agreement with Hulu. Yeah. That as long as they basically so anything that that would take away from their family friendly uh, persona, the, the Disney image exactly goes, goes to Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. But that's the thing. A lot of the movies. Pretty much all the movies in the MCU mm. are closely on the Disney image. There are no, no, it's, it's, it's all within. It's all acceptable. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's there's not many movies that I've seen that are MCU related that that is not showing on. I think Disney Plus. I think uh, Deadpool might be the only one that. Well, you... well, Deadpool is only because Disney bought out Fox, and that's the only one that would carry over to the Hulu. But I'm saying the MCU only. Okay. Um, because Marvel, because they don't have Ghost Rider, because that's owned by Sony at that I think at the time still. But in essence, is that you have Disney, mm. all the Disney movies, all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. So everything's is on one channel for Disney Plus. For DC, they have like, oh, if you want to watch the Arrowverse, you have to go to the CW. And that's where it's like that's what's saying. That's, that's where, where it's they, like, yeah. And and I think their best their best bet would have been. To just be like partner with HBO Max, be like, listen, you could have our license our whole library onto you, and then we'll just take a cut of whatever you want to give us a cut from, depending yeah. on streaming accounts. Because uh, inside streaming accounts, I mean streaming counts, that they'd be like, oh, okay, that's even better for them because that's, and that's less work to to put on that to to spread their fan base out so thin. But I wonder. Okay, so I wonder is it exclusivity too because. You think about it. It's okay that all these different things are accessible to other networks, right? You know, CW, all that other stuff. But the exclusivity of it, I think, is what really hurts them. Because it's, if there's like, listen, yeah, you can watch our DC movies on the DC uh, on HBO Max, but we also have it in DC Universe. So like, if they have all their content 
but yet if you really wanted to see it other places you can it's i would still probably get the dc universe as long as i know one place i can get everything yeah but because like you just said the exclusivity of it where it's like no you you would think you can watch the flash or the Arrowverse on disney i mean dc uh streaming but you can't no because they're not owned by but that's what i'm saying it's like that's the exclusivity of it is where they, they they're get losing hurt. everybody Pretty much. So yeah. So another another company that's mm-hmm. almost like following suit is Microsoft. What do you mean? So Microsoft or Xbox is ending their yearly subscription to their Xbox Live uh, access. So Xbox Live is almost like no, um, no I'm aware. I just like signed play, up for like, PlayStation. Like PlayStation, but you know how PlayStation has like for a whole entire year you pay sixty bucks. Now mm-hmm. they're removing that concept. And going into a month or three month or six month p- plans, mm-hmm. uh, just because I know they're introducing or they want to put more on the ultimate gaming pass, which is like one. I don't, let me look it up real quick. I think it was like one ninety, uh, no one hundred and eighty a year. Which with that is almost the same thing as a game pass, but this one is you have access to retro games. That are from Xbox to play on your Xbox system. Do you think it's because maybe now, I mean, especially amongst what we're going through right now, um, these because I mean, the only reason you would have somebody pay you a year in advance is because it's it's it's, it's, it's commitment. It's committed money. You know, it's 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 uh, future money, right? Yeah. So now that you're and you're not asking for that future money because maybe you know you might see price raising stuff like that. I and I think they they probably see such a spike in so many people using all their content that they're like, why do we have to offer a discount? We know they're gonna be month to month, and we know we're probably gonna have to go up in price. So if we secure them at a cheaper rate for a year service, then we're gonna lose out all of the extra money that we would charge them for the month to month or the six months. The, yeah, the months maybe like six months we might go up, whatever. So yeah, it's almost okay. like a, it's almost basically the best way to look at it is it's like. The way fast food places charge you differently at at, uh, at the airport. Yeah. We know we got you. That's it. Like, <laughs> you can't go anywhere else. <laughs> you know we got you. So we're just going to yeah. charge you so, like, whatever yeah. we want. So the Game Pass, uh, Game Pass Ultimate for annual is $179.99. Mm-hmm. Monthly is $15 a month. Three months is $44.99. And six months is $89.99. So that's, that's with the pass mm-hmm. plus... Um, the added bonus of only having additional access to retro games or like uh, previous title games that you're able to stream or play through their mm-hmm. through their X Cloud platform, but for the vanilla, I guess the vanilla Game Pass, which is the basic, it's ten dollars a month, thirty dollars for three months, or sixty dollars for six months. Which before it was sixty dollars for a year when it when it was mm-hmm. when it originally came out they just they just see the benefit and like well, yeah. why we got to give anybody this let's just charge what we're gonna charge yeah so that, that i don't know some people might like it some people don't um one thing i that uh playstation is known for or no, not notorious for but i've i i do experience a lot like for call of duty mm-hmm. um i have the game the actual uh, warzone game uh, and I play the game and I purchased the game, but then I was like, you know what? I don't need the Game Pass, the the PlayStation Plus, because a lot of the times I don't download the games. I just play one game and I'm stuck to it. I have physical games that I really wanted to play, so mm. I was like, it it didn't get I, right now. It didn't have any added bonus for me. Mm. And then I realized once I took it off, 
I was like, there's other, there's certain functions like multiplayer game, like multiplayer um, game categories that you're not allowed to because you don't have the PlayStation Plus. So yeah, so you have like you get exclusive access to certain game to, um, types, game features, game features in the game. So that's another thing with that is that once they get it, they were like, hey, if you want to have that the ability to do multiplayer or uh, use this certain feature in a certain game, you need to have this pass. So that's another way to getting you. It's just crazy because it's, I feel the same thing with YouTube. Like right now, since I've been paying for YouTube Plus, uh-huh. mind you, I don't watch any of the exclusive content that they have really. Like I've seen certain movies over like that, but I don't really keep YouTube um, monthly subscription that I pay because of that stuff. I keep it literally just for the point of not getting commercials. <laughs> And in my head, I'm like, it seems like kind of like sometimes I think I'm being petty. Like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'm, I can save myself 10 bucks by dealing with a commercial every so often. But I really don't want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yo, I'm like, I do not want to deal with this. Like, it just every time I just like I see other people use get commercials and stuff like that on their phone. I'm just like, you know, it's worth it to know. If it's 30 seconds. It's well, it depends on how much you watch, how much YouTube you watch. I mean, I, recently, obviously, since I've been home all the time, I don't really need it as much. I don't really watch it as much. I mostly used it when I was driving or just like listening to music, which I still do in the morning when I when I take my my walks or jogs, whatever jogs, yeah. whatever. Um, but I don't know. It's just it's just so much easier just to know that I can click on anything on YouTube and never have to worry about a commercial. Yeah. So with this one, ten dollars a month is not that bad, mm-hmm. but. Fifteen twenty dollars a month, and probably it's possibly just for a feature of, of for well, it's for a game that you play. So it 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 does it it has to outweigh the the stress of if it's monetary to how much fun you're gonna have with the game if it's gonna give you access to it. But overall, I don't think twenty dollars a month is is expensive. But at the same time, as like how much added feature am I getting for those twenty bucks a month? Yeah, I mean, the way I look at the way I look at it, especially because everything is kind of a subscription now, ten dollars a month is for something that for a, for a convenience, something that you can forget. Yeah, like oh, that's right, I'm paying for Hulu, I'm paying for whatever, you know, stuff like that. Twenty dollars a month is for something you're planning on doing regularly. Yeah, like if you're not doing it regularly, then you're like, there's a breaking point. Like, like you yeah, have to read twenty bucks. Why you have to rethink about it? Twenty bucks a month. Yeah, because yeah. I'm paying I'm paying twenty bucks a month right now for Adobe's full suit. Full suite, yeah. Yeah, but before I was only paying ten bucks a month for the Adobe Photo stuff. Yeah. So now I was like, obviously, I better start using the full suite. Like, it's almost the difference between uh, Planet Fitness and LA Fitness. Yeah. When you're paying ten bucks a month, eh, it's only ten bucks a month is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to the gym today. Yeah, when you're paying forty bucks, I'm like, yeah, I'm like go- oh, I, 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 I better be I, going. I better go hit up that gym right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So next on topic. And this one I don't I don't think I told you, but ah, I like the mystery. There, What's going this on? This is a rumor, rumor, rumor. There, you think Demi Moore's daughter? No, uh, John <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito, Esposito. Uh-huh. Uh As you know him from The Mandalorian Two, mm-hmm. The Get Down. He's on Boys Season Two, and he was uh, Gus from Breaking Bad. There is rumors mm-hmm. that. Uh, Marvel is eyeing him to be Dr. Victor Van Doom. Doom? Yeah. I said Van Doom. <laughs> Dr. Doom. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so... 
let that sink in just a little bit. I want well, because because I really want to get your thoughts on this because I know you are a you. I know you like Doom. No, I, I like all the characters and I like all. That. It, it's just and I love casting. That's one of my favorite games to yeah. play is casting. Um, I'm just thinking about like when you make that choice for him. I feel like you're looking. I mean, because you're looking at an older maybe cast. May, and maybe I'm going based on the movie last movies, but I, is Van is Doom? Because I've always pictured Doom as in kind of an equal age person, right? Yeah. Okay, so like for example, let's say in the context of X Men, right? I picture Doom as somebody who is like, um, Magneto. Uh, no, 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 no. That's Michael Fassbender. No, um, uh, why am I, uh, why am I blank on this guy's name? Who? Just tell me the character. Uh, um, yes, Sinister. So I picture as more of the level of Sinister, which is almost like somebody who is of equal age of most of the, the people that he fights, as opposed to Magneto, who Magneto obviously is. An older gentleman, right? Yeah. The 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 gray haired older gentleman that's equal to more of the leadership, which is uh, um, Professor Xavier. So, in this case, I mean, I, I mean, the guy he's older. I mean, no matter how you break it down, he's he's been in acting for a long time, so he's an older gentleman. Yeah. Um. So the question is, how old is X is uh, Fantastic Four coming out to be? So it looks like they're coming out almost established as. Everybody that's supposed yeah. to be like, it's so, not going to be an, another origin story. Yeah, no, it's not going to be early. They could have an origin story and they don't have to be young. Look at look at what they did for Iron Man. He wasn't old. He wasn't young. He was, he was younger. But how old was he in that movie? Like, g- given in the age, he wasn't in his 20s. He was like 30s, maybe 40s. No, but thirties. I mean, I mean, it was thirties and twenties is almost like irrelevant to this point because yeah. But he's. I know he's. Once he gets to forties, is a whole different uh, thing. But I mean, he was he was in his forties playing thirties. Let's just say it like that. That's how yeah. I felt. But now, obviously, he ended the series like in his like almost like his fifties. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good decade or so. But I don't know. It, this gentleman, see, I it think could, he's in his sixties or something. Yeah, right? it could be maybe that. Uh, Doctor Van Doom. Instead, of, I don't know how they're going to play in the storyline, and I don't mm-hmm. know how he's going to be introduced. And if he does, he he would have to be age equivalent mm-hmm. to the counterpart of the Fantastic Four. But that's what I'm saying. But I, the only way I could see that working mm-hmm. is if they they established that gap as he was a professor to them. So then he already had, like, he was a mentor to the to the group. Mm-hmm. They could use that angle. I know possibly won't go with the books and the comic books and everything which is else. that's what i'm saying it doesn't seem like marvel when marvel takes creative liberty they don't i don't think they have they gone that far with characters like i don't like i mean that's a if you're discussing because that, that would be a very significant change to it yeah and i mean in all honesty i really couldn't tell you because obviously he wears his mask i don't know what uh uh doom's actual age group is it could be very well be he's an older gentleman mm-hmm. underneath that mask. Oh, but he'd be like v- for Vendetta. He just has the mask on. He'll just act. He'll just voice the actor. He'll just be the voice. That's true, though. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking too much in uh, casting as an actual person, and maybe mm-hmm. I'm not thinking Star Wars. Yeah. So he could he could be the voice actor because he because be, be, if, uh, if Darth he, Vader. Yeah. Or like I said, V for Vendetta. Same way. I think it, it, I think they're gonna introduce them as being already established. Mm-hmm. Into the MCU because they have to bring them. They have to bring them in somehow. Mm-hmm. And being that they never mentioned any mar- any mutants throughout the whole twenty two movies or imp- like implied it, 
then they would have to incorporate them as they already established coming into it. Mm-hmm. Or there's a lot of ways they could do it. But I'm just curious. I mean, just because, again, you... But I love him as an actor, though. So I No, no, think- I, I like him as an actor, too. It's just when you're playing the casting game and you choose an actor, regardless of their range or, or abilities, every actor gives you an indication of what they're planning for story-wise, right? For example, because, yeah. I mean, as, as good of an actor as he is, I don't... One... I mean, Van Doom, Doom is from, um, Doom. I'm guessing, I keep on saying Van Doom, but <laughs> Doom is from like, a, a, like, I guess you want to say like an Eastern block part of the world where more than maybe it's almost like a, kind of like, a, he's always been playing some, like, almost like he's from somewhere where, where it's native to like uh, Germany or, you, you know, Yugoslavia, something like that, like that Eastern block area. Yeah. Um, and the gentleman that we're talking about, for the most part, has always been either um you know american spanish but even with spanish he's never i don't think he's ever portrayed an accent that i'm aware of no so it's it's just it's just interesting choice again it's it should might, might show their their hand on what they're trying to do or you know stuff like that, that basically it's us analyzing that choice which so i'm still confused and i can't wait to see what they go with it obviously they can't go as bad as the last one yeah, they can't get any worse than that one. So we're you know, good. what was the event? It's not Doom. Is not is not his his internet handle. Like yeah, <laughs> that was if I'm mistaken, that was the story. Of the last one, right? That that Doom was like he, that was his. He was a hacker, and that's just like his internet handle. Or something something like, that. like that. Yeah, something <laughs> weird. But yeah, so it can be a movie that shall not be named, but it's something that we should expect. And yeah. So I wonder if they really gonna, are they going to keep the original? I, and I don't even know if that was a cast or that was just a, a kind of a wish list where we were talking about the um, uh, um, this guy from the office, um, John Krasinski as uh, Mr. Fantastic, which I think is and, perfect. And I then mean. they had Emily Blunt, his wife, as, <sighs> as such great casting woman. that like it just feel like I just I loved it when I saw that. I'm like, damn, that would that would be perfect. That would yeah. be awesome. I don't know who could play uh, Johnny uh, Johnny Storm and. Um, um, ben Grimm, is it Grimm? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are interesting characters to fill, but I mean, so far those two right there, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I hope they, they do it soon, but I don't see it coming. Now that everything's been delayed to next year, pretty mm-hmm. much, I don't think they're gonna introduce it to like 2023. They're gonna introduce uh, like something, or maybe they'll hint on something next year, but I don't think anybody's not gonna come out officially until like at least three years from now so i have a question though i'm just curious about this because i know that they're holding movies back uh for the purposes of obviously because they they want to see the most because they, they have a profit margin for these movies yeah. something they're expecting to make and that's how they judge whether the movie was the caliber of the movie right you know yeah. if it did well or not and obviously they don't they can't judge that because right now if they don't make as much that's not on the actors, that's not in the movie, that's not in the marketing, that's on the... The environment. In, yeah, the, the situation. Yeah, um, the, cl- the current climate. So, but the question was, are did they stop filming, or, like, is nobody filming right now? Uh, they started... Pro- all right, so California did start produ- production slowly mid-June or early June, I want to mm-hmm. say. I think I saw a couple... But from now I know, I heard or read, is that California shut down again. They Like a lot of bars. So they're stopping production. They're slowing everything down. Um, I know Ireland just opened up production for a couple of the shows they're supposed to be working on. Mm-hmm. So it, it 
it slowed down a lot. I don't know if they're still active. I know California um, stopped a lot of productions. Well, I also know Georgia is a, a high production for movie content. Or, Currently, yeah. That's so another. is the question that they are open. Uh, the way, maybe. Um, I haven't read much. I haven't heard into it. But I do know the funniest thing is about the the governor suing the mayor of Atlanta for the mask mandate. So uh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's a whole that's a whole other podcast on that one. Oh yeah, but that's just... <laughs> no. But it's good to it's good to see the what's gonna happen now. I mean, obviously, curiosity killed the cat. I'm just dying to see what happens. To everything because. The funny thing is, is like with all this stuff going on, I was like, man, I know that they can't film probably right now, but yet you still see trailers being released recently. And obviously they're for all streaming services, but in my head, I'm like, that just makes me seem like they've been sitting on movies. Yeah. Like there's probably like a, you know, that a list of like crazy amount of movies that probably been sitting on like for uh, a while now. But no, here's something I don't know if you knew about this. So Mm. the guy that played. Uh, I think Black Manta from uh, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. And I want to get his name real quick. Yeah, uh, he was the one that they were they were discussing might play. Uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Spider Man? The uh, the Beast, uh, the Beast guy. Um, uh, uh, such a perfect cast for that that role too. Um, let's go, Craven. Craven. Yeah, him. Uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen the second. Yeah. And Zendaya filmed yeah. a movie during this quarantine. Really? Yeah, this, they filmed a short film, or like a uh, like a low budget film, but they have a video out. Somebody sent me a video, but I haven't seen I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But they were taking every precaution in the world to 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 make sure everything was clean before set, during set, after set mm-hmm. while they were filming the movie. It was like a really low low production uh, uh low indie, cast too. Yeah, low cast indie film. And yeah, so I was like, it's interesting that it's, it, it is possible, but when it, when is it, you have a small group of people, I think it is possible. But when you have uh, a crew, a lighting crew, sound crew of like 150 people since standing, but it around makes you, it makes area. you really think like because they're probably even if they start doing movies or something, obviously to take precaution, they have to cut the amount of people. So that's when you start seeing creativity where it's like, do we really need that? Like, I feel like they're probably going to realize, yo, we probably had so many people on set that were completely unnecessary. Yeah. Because mm. so it's it's people will be multitasking. <laughs> or is it going to be the, the time where they finally uh, take the the capturing, you know, uh. like the the acting capturing thing? And then they basically just just start putting movies together digitally. Yeah, I know. Oh, we talked about that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the high dig, high high uh, high def captures. No, but can you imagine if they basically what they do is like they just they, they just send it in the room. Like we're just gonna record you, just do your thing, and we're just gonna put you like in the yeah scene. individually. Like okay, well you guys gotta come and read your lines. Yeah, and then they put all the little dots on the actors and the like, and then digitally put them in a movie. Like so. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's like so much extra production, but obviously safer to just put everybody in a green screen with a bunch of. Dots and then voiceover and then just film every TV and movie you could think of, like, yeah, without um, any problems. So, all right, guys. So we'll take a quick break and come back with the Nix's corner review, right? That's what we're calling it right now. <laughs> I guess we're changing the name because right. we're going to be reviewing more of the, more things other than movies. 
welcome back to Nix's Corner Review. We're slowly going to revise the name and give you another one. Yay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my people. How's it you, going? How's you, it going? You, you progress with us, everyone, while listening. Uh, we evolve. <laughs> You're with us through this journey. <laughs> All right, so, um, you know, obviously, this the, the, slowly but surely, there's a lot of movie options coming out there now. It's all going to streaming networks, but there's always going to be these interesting movies coming out there. Uh, the one that really caught my attention was a uh, movie called Palm Springs, which uh, is is uh, only is on Hulu, available for Hulu. Yes. It's, um, it's starring um, Andy Sandberg. And um, obviously, if you, you watch uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, you know who he is. And uh, Christine, uh, I don't know, like chop up her last name is. Uh, go for it. Just go for it. It's fine. Um, uh, Miliati. Okay. Um, now, technically, with her, I think she's she's a she's funny, and I'm surprised I haven't seen her in a lot more other stuff. But I think the most that the, the thing people probably associate her will be better with is going to be. Um, She's actually Ted, yeah the the mother from How I Met Your Mother, yeah, which doesn't even get introduced until the last season. But yeah, she's the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Um, but so it's uh, so just to give you a little bit of, of heads up on uh, what the the plot is. So Andy Samberg plays a guy named Niles who um, seem basically the, the it's, he's stuck in a time loop, mm-hmm. um, kind of similar to. Uh, Groundhog's to, to Groundhog's Day, things like that. So he's stuck in a time loop uh, during a wedding. Like he's a guest at a wedding, but he's stuck in this time loop. And somehow, um, uh, Christine, Christine's character is named Sarah. She's the maid of honor and the sister of the bride. Somehow she gets stuck in the same loop with him. Now, at this point, you know, Andy Samberg, I mean, obviously you're going to watch the movie and you'll get it, but Andy Samberg is kind of like a veteran of this time loop and he kind of brought her in somehow and she's like getting into it so i mean it was it was so that's the plot of the movie and i loved it i i did love the movie and it was good on the comedy level and it was you know a little sad too like there's some things about it that's very sad in the movie but it's this argument that i've i've had with other with uh, this idea that i like which is the um, the sad god theory? Sad god theory. What's that? So, what's your theory on that? It's um okay. So I I watched. I, I don't know if you ever watched the show, um, The Good Place. Yes. Um, and then there's a section of the, the show which I don't want to ruin for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, where they kind of go to, he- they finally get to heaven. Now, heaven obviously is just kind of a place where you literally get everything you want for eternity. So the mortality of it, like. They can live forever. They can get everything they want, you know, stuff like that. At a certain point, it just becomes monotonous. You know, like, what's the point? Like, and I, I realized that, I mean, and, you know, us as mortals, we, like, we seek happiness and we, we think that's what we want. We want everything else. But then the idea of, in this case, where they're basically immortal um, because they can't, you know, they can't die or anything like that. They literally just relive in this loop and they literally can do whatever they want because, even if it doesn't work out, they can just reset the next day. Yeah. So the sad god theory was like they get everything they want that you know, and does it get sad at one point where it's like, what's the point? Or can they just keep on having fun every day? So it's 
That's why I said the sad god theory. It comes up with like a lot of different. That was one factor of it. The uh, the good place, or you could watch like I'm a huge fan of Doctor Who, which again is a, a man who basically lives almost forever and does all these things over and over again. At one point, does he become a sad character as well? So it's just it's just yeah, because personal nothing, thing I not, have. Not, nothing ever comes becomes exciting anymore because everything is mundane. And, and that's the thing is like I, I always like that the, I always like that trope that idea just because it's like. It kind of like I always like something that that kind of goes against its own idea, where it's like you get everything you want and you're immortal, you should be the happiest person in the world. And when they show it in the light, where it's like you might not be, I always like that. That's why I call it the sad god theory. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, aside from that, that that's what, just kind of a personal thing I have. But um, what what did, this one did? What I liked from this one, mm-hmm. then when I when I think about it, like how you said, I thought of uh, Groundhog's Day. Mm. And in that movie with Bill Murray, you see the initial reaction, but then he slowly becomes accustomed to like this is going to be my life for just a little bit until mm. he got he gets out of the loop. On this one, I love the fact that Andy Samberg's character is already established way beyond Bill's Murray point. Bill's Murray's point in that movie where it ends. So I love the fact that he's like, nothing matters. Anything I do, I'm just gonna repeat this day and just yeah, he, uh, he just a, accepts. He it, it feels like almost I took it in the sense of like it's just accepting mediocrity. Like you know what, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's but gonna and, that, and that's another good point about the movie that I like is that it takes different perspectives. It's like you have this this opportunity. You literally have immortality, and you have this opportunity to literally do almost anything, develop your mind in in so many different ways. And I feel like in the movie. He really just doesn't. It's almost like the whole, you know, uh, he, it's almost like if a, um, what, a, what do you call it, a procrastinator gets stuck in in this infinite loop, what would yeah. he do? And that's what it felt like. It felt like Andy Samberg was the biggest procrastinator and he gets stuck in this thing. And he does a lot. Don't get me wrong. He, he, before everything else, he establishes he does a lot. It just, but it also felt like he didn't really he, try to do anything. But he just gave up. He was like, not he, even that he gave up. No, no, I no. Like, sorry, sorry. Not gave up. He accepted what he's in the situation. He, he the situation. He's but it's not in. even. It's not just that. It's almost like okay, there's there was something that happened in the movie, and the whole time in my head, I'm like, why aren't they doing this? Why is it not going on? What's going on? And then it finally happens. You're like, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Why wasn't this done? In, like towards the beginning, I don't know. It's just I. That's what I'm saying. Andy Samberg just felt like the biggest procrastinator in a time loop because again. He never tried to progress. Like, yeah. in all honesty, he really should have, like, in, and again, I'm not spoiling because, you know, you're going to figure out on your own. But, like, in Bill Murray's movie, he knew every single intricate detail about every single person in that town by the time he was done. Yeah. And, 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 and although there are scenes where you see this character knows a lot, I feel like he didn't go into that depth, like that level of depth. And, but yet, if you hear him talk, you would you you would think he's he's been doing this for like hundreds of years. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just the way he talks. He doesn't actually give you a timeline, but he doesn't give you a timeline of how long he's been there. Yeah. But you from interactions with other characters in the movie, you could tell like he's been there a while. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But it's almost like information that you get passively, like with uh, like coworkers. Like if you work for somebody long enough, you know these details about it, but not yeah. like. In Bill Murray's movie, it's more like, yo, he knew everybody's deep, dark secrets. And it was just like, 
Okay. Yeah, because he took the advantage of, like, you know what? If I'm going to do here, I'm going to do something about it and just, like, learn something from it. That's what I'm saying. And okay. he, he, what he did, he was like, you know what? I'm, I am where I am, and I'm just going to accept it, and just, I'm just going to do whatever I want. And, and obviously and, with the opposing character, yeah. which is something different. But, so, yeah, I liked it. And I liked, you know what it is? I like, I like movies like this. I think when you're going to get, like, a very unique concept movie like this, I think sometimes they delve too deep in the concept itself and not in the characters. Yeah. And I think that's where you get the concept, but you lose the movie. And I'm glad that they did They did it more on the sense of it was more about opposing these, factors. Or, or it was theories. more about these. It was not as much as as these characters were dealing with the situation. It was more about these characters dealing with their own personal issues. Yeah. And I thought that was way better than if they would have just been like super focused on the the issue that obviously the concept of the movie because uh, it was part of it and it wasn't it wasn't not necessarily not apparent it's just each one of these characters had something that personally they had to deal with and that's what they were dealing with and that was more the focus of the movie rather than just that yeah. interesting concept and i think that's when it plays better because these movies these type of movies come out a lot i mean there's all these movies i love movies like this where it's like you throw an interesting theory into a movie and you put it together um, or like a comment because people are like oh time loops I've seen time loop movies before no like I said and uh, so far you would think that there's bad ones but like so far I've been happy with some of them uh, Groundhog Day is a legendary version yeah. of that um, Happy Death Day was just epic yeah part two eh, whatever it's okay but part one definitely a, a game changer for that kind of I love that idea so I love the time loop ideas of it. When it's done interestingly, yeah. And so far, these three movies that are named are done really interesting. So yeah, definitely, I enjoyed it. Um, I'll give it a. I'm gonna give it a number you probably not to remember because I don't see any uh, any glaring flaw. There is something I noticed that, and I'll just tell you later that I was like, "Man, that's a little messed up." Yeah. But I don't think anybody noticed when they watched the movie. Right. Um, so I'll tell you that later. Um, other than that little factor, I would say I give this movie a four. I'm ha- a four? I, really, I was really happy with it. I love Andy Sandberg. I haven't seen him in such in anything in a while. And as far as movie ca- character, I love that character, that female character. I've, I cannot honestly picture her in anything else. And I would love to see her in movies because she's, she's a very entertaining person. She's likable. Yeah, she's likable on screen. I love her. Likable on screen. Um, I could see that. And I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy this movie. Um, I don't think it's going to be for everybody, but I definitely did enjoy myself. Um, so that's my grade. What do you got? I give it a three and a half. Three and a half? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I It's definitely, it's called uh, Palm Spring. It's on Hulu. Uh, and actually, I found out it's actually, uh, Andy Samberg was a screenwriter for it. Oh, nice. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I like how long. I want to see how much credit did he put into it. What do you mean? How like much? in screenwriting? How much, how much of his was written in into the oh, movie? Oh, it was kept? Yeah, it was kind of I'm guessing if it was in the movie, I'm sure enough of it. Enough, yeah, enough that he and, liked it. And I like when whenever I see something like that go to Hulu uh, or any streaming service, I like that because it's almost like they. they I think I feel like they're more. I feel like indie and uh, now that we're getting into stream service, indie and, and mainstream Hollywood movies are becoming more together, mm-hmm. where you're producing something of good quality. And with interesting ideas directly to a streaming service because they're not as restrictive as, as like movies, like uh, yeah, like movie theater movies. 
because they'll throw the concept. It doesn't do well. It doesn't do well. Yeah, they they have more liberty to be like, exactly. you know, they have a lot more liberty. Let me just put it out there. Yeah. And if See it if takes, there's a market for it. If it takes, it takes, then uh, we if know. If not, then we it, don't do another we, movie. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We, they don't lose anything from it. Mm-hmm. They just gain a, more perspective and uh, analyzing how the people are perceiving it, the movie. Yeah, because I think, obviously, when it comes to going to the movie theater, I think a person has to give a more um, concrete commitment to it. Like, okay, I am going to the theater. I'm going to pay this money. And watch this movie, and obviously you've expressed your point, as opposed to somebody who's streaming it. But like, huh, that is an interesting looking movie. I read the synopsis; sounds interesting. Let me Let check me it watch out. It. Yeah, that's what that's when we watched. It. Well, this one we planned, but there was one that we watched yesterday was uh, Troop Zero, which we just read. Like that was it was straight to Amazon Prime. And yeah, we I like, think it's we, a trailer. We, keep on pro- showing on. That. Yeah, it was we read the the synopsis a little bit. Me and my wife, and she's like, "No, oh, let's watch it." And it was a pretty good movie. So I was like, "All right." If it would have came out like in theaters, I would have been. Has it? There's not more of my my type of movie that I want to go see the, at the movies, mm-hmm. but I would watch it. But I'll just wait for it to streaming, and it just went to streaming, mm-hmm. and that's where it went to. But it was a good movie. Okay, so real quick question while we're on here, on this topic, um. I built my little home theater. Yes. I mean, it's nothing crazy. You know, it's a 70-inch TV in a very nice room that's painted all black. No light, no noise. I got to get a sound system for it and a converted bed into a laid-down couch. Yes. So it's that's just a quick description of my movie room. Um, so far, I've watched one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to consider that the cherry that I broke that, that movie's, you know, whatever. Uh, that movie theater's room. What movie was it? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Okay. But uh, I want you guys to come over and watch it. Like, I haven't had a group of people come and watch movies yet. So what movie should we watch on this? What what movie should we try to see if it's, if it's enjoyable in that room? Enjoyable in that room. Something epic. Something epic. It would have to. All right. For video or sound? If it's sound. Well, I would sound, I still have to get a... Sounds is the TV's loud, but okay. I still I definitely still have to get a sound sound bar surround system. Yeah. I want to get a surround system. Um, let's see. We have to go with the classic. I would say Star Wars. Okay. Uh, if not, Avengers the first one. Is this something we have not seen? You think? Oh, you want to watch something that we? No, have no, no, seen? no, no, no. I'm okay with those. I like those options. What I'm asking you is, is this something that maybe we have not watched that you think that we can? We can kind of enjoy in that room right now, like that. That'll have that kind of I have, level. I, I would have to see what's out that we haven't watched because we've watched way too many movies <laughs> to be like if either you've watched it or I've watched it. Mm-hmm. So it has to be some a movie that just came out that has to be something high impact and action to to enjoy it. The color and the the cinematic. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to find 4K uh, streaming options yeah um just to see how it looks on that tv so yeah let's 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 figure it out and then right. that'll be the movie that we review there, there you <laughs> go. all right so now for our little other portion of the nix's corner review is uh this past weekend my wife and i went to wave sushi bistro oh wait say the way wave asian bistro and sushi it's in mount dora wow that was far yeah and the only way i found it and this is the funniest thing was I was watching this video on TikTok about mm-hmm. like a uh, anime video, and I just started scrolling, and then it came up to like there's this couple that go to different places in or like Central Florida or Florida itself, mm-hmm. and they went to this that sushi spot, and I was like, damn, that look, that was like a Friday. It was on a Friday that we went. And it was like Friday at two. I saw it. 
during my lunch break. And I was like, I when my wife got home, she's like, what do you want for dinner? I'm like, we're going out. She goes, are you sure you want to go? I'm like, yeah, we're, I'm sure. They have outdoor seating and it's everything separate. It was a 45-minute drive, first, first and foremost. So I don't mind going to places to eat if it's worth the drive. I don't mind waiting if it's worth the like the time and worth the effort. And this place was amazing, I have to say. What did you get? So, uh, well, we started with the, it was called the spicy, no, it was called the, I have to figure out the name. Oh, sushi fries. So it's fr- french fries and it's topped, you know, on top with spicy crab. Um, at scallions and drizzled with eel sauce, eel and spicy mayo sauce. I'm. I feel like that's one of those you had to be there moments because I really can't picture that right now. Yes. So it's like the you have you seen the crab meats, mm. the spicy crab meats, yeah. just on top of fries with eel sauce and spicy mayo. I, I know how much you like spicy mayo. Yeah, yeah. That was. I think that was the best intro dish I've ever had ever. Period. Ever. So let me ask, do you like? Something like that didn't feel like something you would just order off. But I'm guessing you asked the waiter what they suggested. No, this one I didn't. This so one was I, it based on the video you saw, maybe? No, this was based on this old. We were waiting in line, and there was a birthday late, some like birthday parties. A lady was waiting in line, and me, you know me, I just get into random conversations. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, you've been here before." I'm like, "No, I haven't." She's like, "If you get anything, get the sushi fries." I was like, "Bet." The first thing, the, the minute the waiter came, I'm like, yeah, I want that sushi fries right now. And that fed for like four people. Like we, me and my wife had to like struggle through it to finish it. Because you obviously have stuff to get to your meal. Oh, yeah. And when I, and I knew that we were out there. It's a, quite of a drive. And, I, and I'm hoping to go back soon and take you because I know you're a fan of sushi. Uh, but then after that, I had the pork belly bao, which is... So, so the like the the it's a chicharrón, okay. Just softer and like in a soft bun with this cabbage saw on it, slaw on it. It was great. Um, then my wife had the Mount Dora roll. That one I think you would like. That one has crab and avocado inside, topped with sliced boiled shrimp and avocado, tempura flakes, spicy mayo, and eel sauce. Think about that. Just let that resonate in your mind a little bit. Just you thinking? A bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then what's great about it was and and it caught us off guard is because you know how like usually when they give you sushi, usually you get um wasabi and ginger. Mm-hmm. The ginger that they had didn't taste like how you would find at like one of like those soap? Like soap, it wasn't. It was like super fresh ginger. So they actually made the ginger that which is basically just uh Kind of cleanse your palate or whatever, disinfect your palate. However, you yeah, to cleanse your they palate. They try to make that tasty as well. No, they didn't try to make it. Tasty. It was just tasty. I, it it was you know how like it was like you you already used to the soapy ginger when you eat something else that's more fresh and more mm. like uh yeah more fresh to market or fresh to the table. You're like, what is this? This this is not what I'm used to. <laughs> so she, my wife, was like, I'm not used to this. I'm used to like the soapy. Yeah. So big ginger and and we were like yeah it's palate cleanser yeah. yeah palate cleanser it was a it's a diff it was a whole other level and then for myself this this is like the creme de la creme for me so it was a wave sushi burrito mm-hmm. so it was a tempura shrimp 
crab, uh, uh, crab meat, spicy tuna, mixed greens, carrots, cucumber, avocado, ra- rice wrapped in a seaweed. We don't stop there because I like to take it to another level because I was mm-hmm. just talking to them. They put Captain Crunch on top? Not Captain <laughs> no, Crunch. Rice Krispies? No, not Rice Krispies. Wait a minute. I didn't have that. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was uh, the Cheetos, the spicy Cheetos. What? They crushed it, uh, uh, egg baked it. Uh, topped it and fried it so it was it was the outside was a, a spicy to read uh, uh spicy uh cheetos on oh the i outside. think i saw the picture embedded okay. i was like i told the guy do you still do that he was like yeah we could we, we could do that for you i was like bet give that to me it was the only thing i would have to say about it the mm. only bad part i would have to say about it is that i got full too soon to not finish my second half of that burrito because after adding that, and I asked him for extra uh, spicy mayo to mm-hmm. put on it, you know, that just topped everything. It's so funny that it's in Mondora. I don't know why. I feel like Mondora is more. When we think, all right, here's the thing. When we think Mondora, we think Renninger because that's when most of the times we go yeah, out there. Yeah, it's almost like a like a huge uh, kind of like. Flea uh, market. Flea market, yeah. This place, Wave, is five minutes away from Renninger's. And the scene is completely different. Downtown, I guess it's considered downtown Mondora. Yeah. That scene is completely different. There's a bunch of little mom and pop shops, like little. But that's what I'm saying. Doesn't, like, that doesn't artist, seem like a mom artist, and pop. Artisan, like ice cream shops. Like. So, like Granite Village type thing? Pennant, like pet boutiques. Like, this was like legit, like a small little town inside. Like of artistic rich people? Yeah. Wow. The, there was a house with. here. This is going off ramp, but there was a house with a. Uh, VW Bug, like the ninth, like the Kirby mm-hmm. with spider legs, almost like the one that they had in uh, Harry Potter. Okay, there was it was not like a miniature version, a full size, like probably like twelve feet high, sitting in front of somebody's lawn while we were driving back home. That's weird. It was, we wanted to stop, but there was cars behind us. Can you imagine if that's the original? I know, right? That would have been amazing. But <laughs> to top it all off, if I'm gonna give it a Nikki rating, yeah. I give it a four and a half. Four and a half. Yes. The only reason I didn't give it a five is because I want to try everything else. Have you given? What was the last? What was the last restaurant you can say you gave a four at all? Uh, badass sandwich. Did you give it a four or four and a half? Four and a half. I and think you love food too much. <laughs> okay, so what was the last place that you gave it under four? Under four, it would be. Miller's Ale House. That was that's an average three for me for the and I've tried most of the things and all those stuff are average threes. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. I will definitely gotta check it out then. Yeah, we're gonna we you definitely have to check it out. All right, so let's get into some events coming up. So we have my boy Kent Ward from Ongaku Overdrive having his Virtua Ongaku Two uh, concert this weekend on Twitch. So they're okay. gonna have four artists. Four acts, and it's gonna be IQ, which we met, yeah, Steven Stroms, Lacey Johnson, and Crunk Witch. So these are all most of these artists are all nerdcore culture or nerdcore music in yeah. different genres. Like IQ does rap. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I've heard Lacey Johnson's a few of her tracks. They're um, a little bit progressive, I feel, mm-hmm. and, and depending on how you look at it, but. I enjoyed their last session, their last one that they had about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But it's something to definitely check out. It's free mm-hmm. and it's on Twitch. So you could just, if you like music, you like nerd music, you like nerdcore, definitely check it out. 
It's on Glock Overdrive. We'll be sharing it on our page tonight, tomorrow, and up to the day it comes up. So that was one event. The next one and last event that just started today is Comic-Con at Home. Boom, boom, boom. So... Yeah. Are we are we at the uh, World of Warcraft version yet? Because like no. I told you, I want I want that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna oh, get it anytime soon. Waiting for it. You're, you're gonna wait a little bit longer, my friend. Just a it's bit. right there. The technology is right there. I know, but like today's event, they had like uh, more programs on different subjects. Like they had one on it's called Geek Ed. It's like College and the Nerd Mind. They had conspiracy theories and brought propaganda through pop culture. They had, <laughs> yeah, they had like new comics for the Eisner Award publishers. So they they were covering a lot of the basic um, categories within comics itself and pop culture. And I think tomorrow they get more in depth. I haven't released. Um, I'm pulling up their Thursday scheduling. So yeah, so yeah, um, I think Thursday tomorrow. Like I told you, uh, I think tomorrow they're definitely gonna. They're going to have a... They have uh, more co- uh, talks. They're going to have one called Building a Geek Brand, Surviving a Pandemic. Wow. Yeah, Country Rural Industry Panel. So for people that are into anime, they're going to have one of those. And I think they're doing the the, the New Mutants one. Yeah, they're going to have... Yeah, the New Mutants, I think they have. They're going to have a Star Trek Universe virtual panel, plan, okay. uh, panel going on. They'll have... They have a few going on. Like almost every... They have the X-Men fandom surprise party. At 10 a.m. So it's going to be an all day, like pretty much from 10 a.m. to I think the last event is around 6. Yeah, it's around 6. And it's like a lot of them is either going to be the impact of, you know, um, was it Shrutter, Horrors of Queer, Mystery, uh, Mystery Series Theater 3000, a panel. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a bunch of different panels starting tomorrow, but. It did start today, so I had um, unfortunately I wasn't able to catch any of the events. But tomorrow there's a few I have that in mind to watch. So if you do, you can also go to their website at Comic Con Comic Con dot org for your Comic Con at home event mm-hmm. to catch everything you need to there about comic books, movies, pop culture, nerd culture, everything, and get up to date. Wow! And those are the events this weekend. And guys. Thank, like always, thank you so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. If you do like what you listen to, please leave a review, share, uh, post, send us questions of any topics you want us to discuss. Mm-hmm. You can always find us on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. Or you can send us an email at nerdsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. And like always, send a nerd. Yeah. Bring a nerd. Tell a nerd. All right, everyone. Have a great week. (laughs) Bye.